Hey guys, this is Chris Napholtz. And this is David. We are Drop Disgusta. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, we are powered by Amplified Events. To learn more about the great work they do, visit ampyourevent.com. We would also like to thank and welcome our digital marketer, Aaron Talent. If you're a fan of the show, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Drop Disgusta Podcast. And whatever you're doing this week, make sure you hashtag drop the dis. Here's the show. Drop Discussa, uh, David Bash coming with you, and here with me today is Chris Napples. And we are not going to talk about ourselves today because we have so many other people to talk about, which is awesome. Which is awesome, and let's see how we navigate these tough waters. One of our guests is already laughing, so we'll have him introduce himself first. Yes, I like that idea. <laughs> hey, I'm Brian Erder. I'm the sales manager here at Savannah River Brewing. Um, just to be clear, it's not Brian Utter, it's Brian Urter. That took me a while to realize, too, honestly. Yes. I was calling you Utter. It was kind of uh, my nickname in elementary school. I like to hear that. Better, right. better than mine. It's okay. And who's next? Mr. Oh. Ringtone, Mr. Phone is on during this phone. I said, uh, put it on silent. Hey, this, this was meant to remind me to what do something. Now we have to introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> going to do right now, actually, because I, um, I need to. Um, my name is Adam uh, Fulmer, head brewer at Savannah River Brewing Company. Former head brewer? Uh, Fulmer. Fulmer, my last name. Can you listen? Head I thought you said Adam, former head brewer. Adam, I was like, dang, uh, Adam, Adam well, that's you know, a, what a way okay, to quit. So I, I get that a lot, you know, so it's like full, former, is uh, it? Okay, uh, so you get it a lot. Fuller? Fuller, so we have, your we have Brian Utter and we have Adam Former. Former. <laughs> Adam Former. Yep. Indeed. And next, we have... <laughs> what do we have next? We're only one beer in right, right here. I, I, I'm not going to have fun editing this. I already can tell. Go ahead. You're the one who asked me. Do it. <laughs> I'm Ann Walstauter. I am the assistant brewer here at Savannah River. Thank you for the professional introduction. I don't even know how to make fun of your last name. It's just too much. It's, it's so unspellable. <laughs> yeah. And and last but not least, you heard his voice already. He's already been making fun of people. Hi, I'm Mike Ellison. I'm the general manager at Spanner River. And that's all we need to hear from you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So this is an interesting format. We've never had this many people on the same podcast, so we're kind of playing it by ear right now. But what I kind of want to do to start off is just to have you guys talk about yourselves a little bit. Um, it's always fun to do with beer. So we'll start with you, Brian, and we're going to have you guys kind of talk about like how you got to where you are physically being in Augusta and then also being at Savannah River Brewery. So I've actually known the founders and our GM for 23 years. Uh, we've been best friends since elementary school. Uh, Mike Ellison and his dad and uncle started the business. Um, they, uh, they're originally from Georgia. Dave lived in D.C. So Steve kind of started the whole thing, then went to Dave. Dave got involved, and Dave offered the job to Mike. 
So the founders are Dave and Steve, and Mike is the general manager. Correct. Okay. Um, so Mike moves down here, and then uh, they call me up one day and go, hey, Brian, you know, we want this to be a family business. We want it to be a multi-generational business. Uh, you've been in sales for about five years. Obviously, we need a sales department, so do you want to come on down and work it? Um, and my sister went to uh, University of Georgia. Uh, got married, had kids, so my parents also moved from D.C. down to Georgia. So I was like, I get to drink beer for a living, live in the same state as my parents, and work with my best friend. And you sell something that sells itself. That's what's up. Yeah. So speaking of the product, coming up next we have Mr. Adam. Adam, tell us about how you got to where you are. Um, well, I'm not... That's, that's, a, that's a hard question to answer, isn't it? I have faith um, in you. A lot of We're pretty good journalists, so we appreciate that. A lot of homebrewing, um, of course. I think a lot of brewers started out homebrewing, and um, so that was about uh, ten years in the in the works and, and all that. And uh, eventually, um, took a uh, side position at uh, Aiken Brewing Company in Aiken, South Carolina. As Do you still a, work with them as a shift brewer every now and then? Yes. Okay. Um, and um, it's good stuff. I mean. Um, uh, and and I learned a lot. Um, and the wonderful thing about brewing is, you know, um, you're able to learn um, what to do and what not to do in, in a lot of situations. And um, so I kind of took that with me. Um, I found a position opening up here at uh, SRBC uh, for an assistant brewer. And Which I, is Savannah River Brewery. Savannah Company. River yeah. Brewing Company, yes, yeah. indeed. Um, SRBC. For those people at home, you got to let them know. Yeah. And... Um, and so I, I left my career of 17 years and uh, came on, and it was, uh, it was a lot. So I, I didn't really know um, if I was making a mistake or not, actually, if, if I'm being honest. And, um, and so did the thing and, um, did the thing. and eventually moved up to Head Brewer. And um, uh, just because of, you know, my passion for brewing and, and all that, um, because you have to have that passion. Otherwise, you just won't be a good brewer. I taste the passion. You're tasting it right now. You clearly have a passion for brewing, but maybe not as much for speaking. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. We appreciate you guys. And then finally, we have Anne. Came to Augusta because um, Dad was military. Um, I came back after college. Uh, Started out as a home brewer. My dad kind of got started home brewing when I was four and kind of brought me into the whole thing. Um, worked at a homebrew supply store locally for two years, then went to a, another brewery um, for a couple years and heard that Savannah River Brewing was gonna was looking for an assistant brewer and now I'm here. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. Should we talk about Mike? I think we need to do a quick introduction for Mike. Mike, I know you don't want to talk, and we won't make you talk, but we but will make you tell your you're story. You're sitting right in front of us. Yeah, you're literally the closest to me out of everybody Give right him now. a couple more beers. He'll be here. <laughs> oh, so, Mike, how did you get to be the GM of Savannah River Brewing Company? Nepotism. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, basically, um, I, I lived in D.C. I was the production manager for a construction company. Um, and then when my wife and I were about to get married about four years ago, uh, my uncle and my father asked me if I wanted to move down to Georgia to be the production manager of a brewery, um, at which point I said, well, sure, why not? 
So um, my wife and I, about a month after we got married, uh, packed up everything, moved to Georgia, and uh, managed the construction process at the brewery. And then from there, I was just the production manager. At, eventually, I became the business manager, and then I am now the general manager. You know, uh, I can of, feel your passion right now. Yeah? Well, <laughs> hold on. So are the owners not living in Georgia? So uh, Steve does live in Georgia. He is actually local here. He teaches at the uh, at the university, um, gastroenterology, uh, and then okay. Dave lives in South Carolina. Um, okay. So he's somewhat local, but not local to Augusta necessarily. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. Third time's the charm. We appreciate that. The guests, yes. the people at home won't get that, but we all get that, and that's yeah. what matters. Inside jokes. <laughs> so y'all have a great team chemistry, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. So how long has this team been together? Anyone can answer. So I mean, it's been like a year and a half, including Anne, yeah. at this point, right? Uh, a little shy of a year and a half. Yeah. September? Yeah, September. Yeah. And then Adam's, Adam, you're a year and a half now, right? Or no, Adam's, no, a year and three quarters. It'll be two and a half years. Two and, and, and then uh, Brian has been here since January. Uh, two months before we actually opened, and then I was here for a year and two months before we opened. Okay. Way to make it complicated. Hey, wow. no that was problem. very, very complicated. <laughs> and when did y'all open? February 2017. February 24th, 2017. Oh, okay, yeah. awesome. So just to summarize, which of y'all was with the business when it opened? Uh, Brian and myself. Okay, Brian so, and So no brewers and two managers type positions. Uh, there were definitely brewers. They're ah, just, uh, Okay. Moved on. We had consultants until okay. we okay. actually gotcha. got up and running and found the awesome brewer that Adam is, and then okay. Adam came on board to help Adam okay. out, and now we got a solid team. Thank you, awesome. Brian. So talk to us about the opening process. What does that look like in the city of Augusta where before, what, 2016, there was really no brewer. You have no to We're talking about how the brewery opened, and we did talk to Brandon Garrett yeah. um, pretty recently, a couple weeks ago, a uh, great friend of the show. We appreciate Brandon Garrett. And we want to talk about, one, the hurdles that you guys had to go through on a city level, and then, two, maybe some things that the city can do to invite more similar businesses in because it seems like you all have done a great thing. So there was definitely a lot of difficulty when we started. Uh, most notably was probably our dealings with the fire marshal. So is that institutional difficulty or was it on a personal level? I think it was probably institutional just okay. because the two guys who were now acting fire marshals were probably a little freaked out because their boss just got put into prison for taking bribes. Ah, yes, I remember that. Yes. Oh, that dates it a little bit. What so, an interesting time to start. <laughs> yes. So uh, uh, we, we, we had a lot of issues where essentially we'd have a fire marshal come in, fire marshal as an acting fire marshal. In quotes. Uh, yeah, air quotes. For, the, for those at home. Um, and they would say, all right, well, this is going to work for us. And then next week it would change because it would be a different guy who came in, and it made a very oh, difficult process for us. Okay. Um, the most notable incident, uh, and this was at the time, our, our brewer at the time, the guy who was basically a consultant and managing the project, um, Augusta told us that we had to put sprinklers underneath anything that had larger than a four square foot, I think a four by four, something like that, uh, footprint on the floor, right? So that is all... Underneath? Underneath. 
underneath. So if you've been to the brewery, you notice that we have giant stainless steel tanks. Uh, and they wanted yeah. us to put sprinklers underneath all of those in case that the, you know, giant stainless steel tanks that are non-flammable, filled with non-combustible liquid, suddenly combusted. Yeah. And then gravity no longer worked at 813 Fifth Street, and water no longer fell down from the other sprinklers. Full disclosure, everybody's laughing in the room. <laughs> uh, so the, this is probably my favorite story uh, from our consultant at the time. He basically had a meeting with the local city uh, authority, you know, planning, development, et cetera, for this. And he spent a good chunk of the time uh, in this office at a pretty substantially sized uh, more meeting table, you know, like a boardroom table kind of right. thing. yeah. And he kept looking under the table, and eventually someone was like, why are you looking under the table? And he was like, well, I don't see a sprinkler under it. <laughs> 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 at which point they said, we understand we're going to address your issue. And now if you come to the brewery, you'll notice that there are no sprinklers underneath <laughs> our tanks. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't understand how I'd find one if there was. <laughs> exactly. They, uh, do they want it to be suspended or something? No, they literally want it to run on the floor and be underneath the vessel. In case there's I've, I've never seen that. Interesting. It, uh, it's, it's honestly, see, Augusta had a, an issue because they'd never had to regulate a brewery before. Okay. Right? It, we're, we're talking about since Prohibition. It's right. like 100 years of nothing. So were and you guys all the first brewery two. that filed to come in? Because I know that Riverwatch came around at a similar Hon time, honestly, and we don't have to talk too much about them. We're just curious. But we're just curious about the timing of everything. Honestly, I don't know when they filed. Okay. Uh, so as far as timeline goes, I think we started in a similar time frame. Okay. But we have a larger facility, so it took longer for us right. to actually okay. do it. Um, um, our facility is, is pretty big, and there was a lot of work that had to go into this uh, to basically retrofit it as it was a 60-year-old warehouse. So everything wow. in this okay. building is new. The sprinkler systems, the electrical systems, you know, the, the sewer system, everything. And Power. I, since we're talking about it, what was this building before y'all? It was actually a distributorship, an alcohol okay. distributorship. Oh, it was, nice. Uh, okay. General Keep it in the family. Yeah, General Wholesale used to own this building, and then they moved to a building down off of Laney Walker, I think. So how did you, how did the brewers pick, or the, the founders, how did they pick this spot? Um, so it was basically... Uh, Steve, who's one of our owners, our consultant, and uh, Andre, who's currently our tap manager, and, and they were basically looking around town trying to find a suitable location. At the time, there was limitations on where we could open. We could only open in a light industrial area, so there was okay. not a lot available. This was one of the better options, but it wasn't phenomenal, but we had to do what we had to do. There was one building we were looking at that is a Coca-Cola factory and previously a certain type of pump factory. Uh, I don't yeah. know if it was the Coca-Cola factory. I what? remember there was a building they looked at where there was, in so, fact, pumps. It was a Coca-Cola factory before there was it became the pump, pump, yeah, pump factory. Uh, there was a pump factory. Okay. Yes. So if y'all want to know what kind of pump just factory Google we're it. talking about, either Google it or message me and I'll tell you. Yeah, message, <laughs> message the show. We might tell you. <laughs> so now, were, were they looking at starting a brewery like somewhere and they picked Augusta, or did they want to start a brewery in Augusta? Well, it actually all started with Andre. So, um, and who is Andre? Because we haven't talked so about him yet. Andre's not here right now. Andre is currently the taproom manager at Savannah River Brewing Company. Okay. Uh, he's kind of like my 
cousin-in-law, I guess you could say. He's Steve's son-in-law. Okay. There's a um, lot of nepotism in this company. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tons. <laughs> But he is not wrong. Oh, right in the kidney. So right, Audrey, right side, well, though, on the side of nepotism, I will say this: Anne and Adam have become family, so the nepotism also falls falls to them as well now. The nepotism doesn't fall well, far from the. Honestly, bruise. when you're starting a family business, you go to family first yeah, to have nice. the the. I mean, yeah. Honestly, to be fair, the idea was Andre's idea, right? Andre had the original idea to open Savannah River Brewing Company because he saw that there was no brewery in Augusta and it needed one. Yeah. At which point he involved his father-in-law, who had been a home brewer for like 20 years. Okay. Um, and was he then, one of the consultants? No. No, that was my uncle. That was Steve Ellison, one of the owners. Okay. Um, and then Steve uh, needed someone who was more focused on the business side of things, which was Dave who is my dad, um, and then they all ended up asking me to be involved. Now we're here. Now we're here. Okay, Magic, cool. science, whatever. Of course, in, bet in between the phase of Prohibition and Augusta Brewing Company and going out of business um, and becoming an ice company, as most did during that time to try to stay afloat, um, much, much later, you had the King George that was downtown as a brew pub. And Oldenburg. Um, yep, and Oldenburg came later on. And both of those um, were, um, were manned uh, or it, it personneled by great friends of mine um, that did an amazing job. Okay. So, um, and the, uh, the King George was downtown in the same facility, essentially, that um, Second City... And part of um, uh, the Mexican restaurant. That meat rancho. Meat rancho. Okay. Is downtown. Yeah. And Oldenburg was Wild Wings. Wild Wings. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So on the topic of, of brew pubs, um, there's a lot of talk of now that you guys and and and, and Riverwatch have, have kind of blazed a trail for breweries in Augusta. There's a lot of talk of more breweries and brew pubs coming in. Um, have you guys heard anything? like from that so we actually um for our Oktoberfest, we did a collaboration with the two people that we were aware of um that are trying to open a brewery locally um tap 33 is coming in um and then back paddle brewing will be out in lincolnton um we did a couple small batch collaboration beers with them for our Oktoberfest. okay so well it's awesome to know that y'all are supporting new breweries coming in those are the only two that I'm aware of coming in, right. and I don't know their timetable. I know Back Paddle is talking about like a month from now, He's I think. He's talking about opening in November. Yeah, wow. like the commissioners are supposed to be coming to town this yeah. week or something, I think Thursday. Wow. Yeah. So we're recording at, the date is ten twenty one. so we're talking like between like... Two or three weeks Two or three now. weeks. That's wow. incredible. That's what he's advertising as right now, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, when it comes down to it, brewery tourism is a really big thing. I mean, if you've ever been to Asheville, you understand that. Yes. Yeah. And we would love to have more breweries in town because guess what? We feed off each other. It's not competition. Yeah. We help each other it's out. A it's a community. It's, yeah, it's a collegiate industry. Even even going to Asheville, and it's every every block, every corner, every you know, everywhere. You can it's just like tell. a culture. You can just tell. It's like, okay, when you're done with here, you, you should check out Green Man. 
seriously, it's like everybody's helping each other out. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's pretty awesome that way. So on the topic of a city like Asheville, um, I just want to talk to you guys, and, and we're going to go to a break after this, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about Savannah River Brewing Company, which is where we are today. But on that topic, are there any things that you guys would like to see like from the city of Augusta, in the city of Augusta, that would benefit more breweries and the brewery culture? Camaraderie. Okay. Okay, camaraderie. Camaraderie. That's something to be said. I mean, the the regulations that Augusta puts in aren't actually too far out of the norm. How do those compare to the state-level regulations? So state-level and local regulations are kind of the same thing when it comes down to it. State-level... Uh, you have like the Department of Agriculture and the Department of Revenue, which both manage what you do. But the local government has to manage how you build. Um, so it kind of uh, goes back and forth. Okay. But if you don't build appropriately, then the DOR and DOA are going to get angry at you. So you have to involve all parties. Um, there's been a big push by Georgia Craft Brewers Guild and all the breweries in Georgia to try and make laws more appropriate to the current day and age because honestly what was it 2017 was it 2017 when the laws changed yeah, September yeah. 1. It wasn't yeah. Long yeah, ago. S- sb85 when sb85 came through that made it a whole new thing because we could actually sell a beer before right. that we couldn't sell a beer yeah, it was only a, a tour a, of the facility it was a tour and a glass yeah you got a right. glass a tour and then yeah. you got 36 ounces of free samples it was, well, it was an educational tasting yeah we all knew some of the breweries in atlanta did more than that and we all went there. <laughs> we always followed the laws. <laughs> okay, so on that note, we're going to break really quickly. We'll be right back, and then we'll talk more about how well you guys follow the laws. Excellent. Excellent. All right, guys, we're back uh, from our break. The Savannah River Brewery is doing a beer dinner, also known as fall dinner. And it is going to be a three-course dinner. Each course is paired with a beer. Uh, $55 a person. Caterworks Hospitality Events is catering the event. This event will be on November 3rd, 2019. If you are interested in buying tickets, there is a link on their Facebook page, Savannah River Brewery. And since we have you guys in the room, Brian, tell us one cool thing that we didn't just say about that dinner. Could you tell us one fabulous menu item that you read off your email? Yeah. All right, well, we're looking like the dessert is actually going to be a lava cake infused with our coffee brown ale. So that's Ooh. a teaser, and that's we're going to leave it at that. Yeah, so everybody, that. you're going to have three courses, and we know that one of them is going to be a lava cake infused with a coffee brown ale. That is what Mike just said. And Mike is the general manager, so we'll leave that at that. So we're going to just take this right into an organic conversation, and we're going to okay. talk about it. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> So, so since we're talking about the events you guys are doing, I want to kind of talk about Savannah River Brewery as a whole and, and the community of Augusta. So we kind of ended the last segment by talking about how you guys got started, the local laws, the state laws, that kind of stuff. Um, I kind of want to talk about, so you guys aren't just a brewery that has people in the brewery to do tours. There's other stuff that y'all do. Brian, since you're the sales and marketing guy right now, can you kind of talk about like what savannah river brewery is doing in augusta so uh one of the biggest things that we've always wanted to do is actually support the community 
um, support the people that support us every day. So, so basically, uh, what that means to us is not only do we hope that people are out there drinking the beer and enjoying the beer, uh, but we want to work with people that you know we believe have the same ideas that we do, wanting to support the community, helping other people. Um, We've uh, we work closely with Buena and Ubora. They really help us a lot. Which are with, coffee shops. Yeah, coffee shops, which help us with uh, our beers. Um, we do a lot of charity work as well. Uh, right now, we are raising money for uh, breast cancer awareness with our Swamp Thing sales, um, as well as uh, starting, I think, now... I believe. Since the new label. So, so we're about to have a new label for our IPA come out, the Savannah River IPA, and a portion of all sales of the Savannah River IPA will be donated to help keep the river clean uh, with the Savannah River Keeper. That's fantastic. Um, obviously, as everybody that lives here knows, the military is huge in Augusta, so we work very closely with MWR at, on base to make sure, you know, all, all the people that are protecting this country, serving, uh, when they come home, they're drinking beers, they're they having They get the fun. good beers. Yes. Yeah, um, like Now, obviously, they're drinking German beers and other beers in the world, so everybody makes good beer, but a little taste of home when they come back. So we work with Support One. Uh, it's mostly in South Carolina, um, like in Aiken area, but I yeah. do think they do a little bit on this side. It's working with uh, people, like first responders that have dealt with trauma, either uh, lost somebody on the force, seen something horrible, or any number of things. We've donated and stuff like that. Um, so we want to work closely. We've done a lot of charities with the, um, where we've donated either proceeds or beer to fundraisers for, like, the uh, Boys and Girls Club. Uh, they just did an awesome burger, burger bash the other day where we donated beer for people coming in, raising money. So we just want to support our home. Basically. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for doing Support that. Support the 706. And thank you for talking about that. So, we've heard from Brian. We've heard a lot from Mike. We haven't heard as much from Adam and Ann so far, so I'm excited to put you guys on the spot. Um, so, you guys are the brewers right now. So, you guys are kind of like, what What does that mean in a brewery? I feel like people don't get a good understanding of what a brewer is. I mean, obviously, you're making the beer, but like... Do you have input in, like, what new beers are coming out? Mm. We, we have a lot of the input on that. <laughs> oh, we would love yeah. to hear about it. Yeah, talk, talk to us about that process. Like, what are the beers that you enjoy brewing the most? Let's start there. Ann or me? Like... Whoever right. wants to either, take charge. Either or. Multi-loggers. Okay, so, um, <laughs> my, minor IPAs. Okay. Um, and Why is that? Uh... They're the largest sellers. I mean, they are the uh, the biggest uh, sellers of any craft beer, actually, and have been for the last, what, 10 years? So, okay. um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's not just that. It's, it's also my own palate. Um, and so you're an IPA guy. I am an IPA guy. So the, brewer, guy. the yeah. brewer number one is an IPA guy. Yeah. Not that you're the best brewer, but you're just brewer number one that's talking, just to clarify <laughs> that for him. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm an IPA guy, yeah. I'm drinking the sample that you gave me. Tell me about this sample, because it's really good. Okay, so newest uh, of uh, our rendition of uh, our IPA, um, and so it's uh, predominantly uh, Citra and Amarillo hops, um, and a little bit of you know Brava for bittering. Um, so we're changing up that. Pull back a little bit of the uh, caramel malt, and uh, so it's a little bit lighter. 
you'll notice that it's lighter in color. I do, I do see that. And also a little bit more drier than what's typical. And uh, for, for our beers, um, so it's not overtly malty. Um, and just trying to have a nice, good, clean uh, IPA uh, for our fans to, you know, be able to drink and appreciate and, um, and not be overtly malty. And, okay. Um, um, because, well, when Savannah Riverine started, like, when it started, it was uh, uh, East Coast IPA and, um, and very much so malty. Um, uh, beer. Um, so Eastern beer is m- more malty. Eastern Eastern uh, America IPA. Gotcha. East, East Coast. We got to keep it specific. East, East Coast, Coast American IPA. East Coast are IPA is is a typically maltier more, style. More malt balanced. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, I don't um, know what that means, but we'll, I'm going to let you explain that in a minute. This beer, instead of being overtly malty. Uh, with a lot of caramel uh, undertones and and some sometimes overtones okay. of, of caramel and caramel sweetness, right? Um, where sub- that's being subdued, we're pulling that back and and just kind of going more for a West Coast style. Uh, so Mike really <laughs> wants to talk. We're gonna let Mike talk. I, I think I think one thing that is very important to, to put forward here is that we are in fact always trying to improve our beverages. And, and that's what it sounds that like. What, it sounds like you guys work yes. on your recipe we, as you go. Exactly. We we are always trying and striving to make a better beer, no matter what it may be. And our IPA yeah. is probably chief among those, given the amount of changes we've made to try and get where we want to be. Yes, with that and IPA. a lot of hops, uh, upping hop ratios pretty much every batch. So I want to pivot this conversation. <laughs> I want to pivot this over to Ann. So... Talk, talk to us about what you like to brew and talk to us about maybe something that the brewery would like to be doing in the future. Uh, well, I Adam's the hop head. Um, I certainly enjoy a good hoppy IPA once in a while, but I lean more towards the malt side. Um, I like the little nuance in flavor between toast, biscuit, uh, caramel notes, some of the chocolatiness. I... I like those flavors. Um, so that's kind of more what I enjoy doing. Um, so you like I, the more kind of exotic, less traditional flavors? Is that what I'm no, hearing I'm, from I'm a layperson standpoint? I'm actually very traditional. Okay. <laughs> I, we're talking old German, old English. Okay. Styles of beers is what I enjoy. Stouts? I like Stouts. I love okay. Stouts porters. Yeah. Stouts. Um, and you guys, can we talk about this? You have a new stout that you're working on right now. Can we talk about that? Yeah, we're um, talking for our winter seasonal, trying to do a milk stout with um, coffee and cocoa nibs. Um, we did a couple versions that was actually blonde. Um, so, you know, you think stout, it's a very dark beer. Yeah, Chris um, and I got to try that. It looks like the IPA. When you pour it in a glass, it's delicious. So the the blonde stout is supposed to be very pale, um, and that's kind of a a little trick on on your mind in that. Um, It's different from what you're used to. Um, Got another small batch of that that's going to come out in a few weeks. Um, But I think for our our seasonal that we're going to do on the larger scale, um, we're just going to do a a milk stout with the coffee and the cocoa nibs. Will the name remain Lord of the Rings themed? 
Yes. Yes. That is fantastic. Um, I appreciate that. I love that. it. And <laughs> the... Uh, and I got my Hobbit feet in the label. And the Hobbit feet Heck in the label. yes. And, and Wait, can we post a picture of the label? Is, cool. is it too early for that? Yes, like making Yes, it and no. It's who, actually being edited. Who did the artwork? We're Stewart. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, so we're Stuart does Stuart all's artwork. Yeah, yeah. we're Stuart. Cool. They do. And they did your Oktoberfest mugs, your steins, which they, were they, incredible. They, they also did Blonky Kong, Brown, Wired Brown, and Swamp Thing. Yep. But those those mugs, you're absolutely right. They, they were, were, they were on point. <laughs> yes. They, the mustache and the barrel holding a beer. That was very yeah. on point. <laughs> So, now that we've, we've kind of covered stuff that nobody understands that's listening, but we so appreciate you guys sharing that with and, us. And, and we also, we also uh, moved on a little bit from uh, the idea of, of the Blonde Stout um, because it took some time, and, and this, isn't, this is no easy thing, especially for a production brewery, uh, to move on and try to... Um, so, production brewery, is that just a... What does that specifically mean? I'm sorry. We're trying to meet production demands in okay. a uh, in a high. So output. basically, like a wholesale right. type brewery that yeah. sells rather, rather than and just uh, meat okay. output, uh, just for uh, locals coming in or or folks coming into your brew pub. Well, um, and and so we 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 changed up, um, and it was it was a hard change, um, but. Uh, What's kind of awesome is there's going to be something kind of pretty cool, I think, with uh, with the Blonde Stout, the next one that's going to come out, um, that's going to be local right here at, at the uh, tap room. At the tap room. It'll be a tap room only. And it'll tap be room only. Tap okay. room only. And a little bit of that spice, you know, that you kind of think for the season. That yeah. I think so when, when would, would be that beer be coming awesome. out in the tap room? I don't have an exact date yet. It's still fermenting, so it's, okay. the beer tells me when it's ready. Sure. Do watch we have our, like watch our Facebook feed, you know? Okay. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Yeah. There'll be okay. posts on there. Um, one thing I did want to say in response to production, like being a production brewery, yeah. you know, one thing that we are actually proud about is we are now in the entire state of South Carolina. So right. anybody that goes up there, you know, for vacation to Myrtle Beach or, you know, you can has still drink beer your favorite beer. beer. That's awesome. You'll still find our beer up there. That is so. really cool. And is that because of you? No, um, honestly. No, it's not because of the sales guy. It's, no, so it's it's a collaborative thing. You got you got to have the good beer. You got to have a team willing to go out there and actually push the beer and build the relationships with the distributors. Um, so it's kind of a mixture of <laughs> a bunch of things. And so I want to talk to each of you real quick. I want to get a, a you know don't shorten your answer for quality, but I want to get a real quick answer of like what your favorite thing has been about working with Savannah River Brewery. And we can start with Mike, because I know Mike is the talker of the group. Uh, alcohol consumption? That was my answer. You have a real answer? I, I honestly think that my, my favorite part of the business is being able to, uh, I guess use the business for good right mm -hmm. so, so like the charities you guys are doing. I, I definitely think the charities is part of it but you're also supporting families right so our business supports the families of the individuals that work here and in my personal opinion that's the thing that makes me come back right i come back to work i keep doing it always because i want to i want to make the people who work here you know 
I guess, have good lives, uh, have the ability to have good lives. And then the charity aspect is also part of it. Um, it's always great to, to give back to the community or, or, or things that you are, uh, I don't know, uh, I guess, attached to, sort of. So it's really good to be able to, to help grow a charity while also growing your business. Correct. That's yes. fantastic. Thank you for those great words. You're welcome. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Mike is now done for the show. So, so Ann. But we're at Ann now. Well, yeah. Now that y'all know Thank what you. order we're in, yeah. it's uh, Brian, then it's Adam, then it's Ann, then it's Mike. But we went with Mike first. I figured his answer would be the most insightful. Well, Ann, what's your favorite part about working with Savannah or Marie? Um, the, the people that I work with, that's uh, the family environment. Um, I kind of just got adopted in it it feels like and that's that's really awesome um that and getting to experiment with all all the different ideas for small batches and that that i have um i do most of the small batch stuff here um so do you have any small batches you want to talk about um we've got a double ipa coming out this weekend and then we've okay. got a, a small batch of a uh, English special bitter coming out on Saturday for um, an event that one of our bartenders put together. Um, it's a bike swap. Ooh. Mm -hmm. yes. is, it, is that yeah. with Andy Jordan's? Bike swap me. Andy Jordan's and because uh, Andy Jordan's coming on Friday, right? Drew, Drew Jordan. Andy Jordan, friend of the yeah. show. And yep. Andy Jordan's coming Drew Jordan down on Friday, down. and yep. then uh, yeah, I think on Saturday is the actual event. Oh, that's cool. Another thing to consider is keep your eyes out for a Belgian double, also brewed by Ann. Very much delicious. And a Halotel Blanc single IPA. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves single IPAs. So shout out to Anne. Thank you. Thank you Anne for that. makes all the best IPAs, apparently. For being the malt head, not the hop head. <laughs> not the hop head. So speaking of the hop head, Adam, what's your favorite thing about working with Savannah River Brewing Company? Um, uh, all the hops. All the Actually, hops. There's so many hops. Um, Camaraderie. Uh, Do you like basketball? No, I hate. Because you know people got hops in basketball. I actually pretty much hate spectator sport. <laughs> uh, all all the all the stuff when it comes to that actually. So I'm just saying. Um, in <laughs> fact, if I were to watch anything, it would be like you know X Games. Uh, okay, yeah, some I can sort see of, that. I yeah, see that. that would be my thing. Um, Professional disc golf. I'd yeah, asleep, yeah, but yeah, and that's a fun. little bit of Jomez, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. You say Jomez, right on. Jomez. No, no, I know. Get out of here. Um, so um, it kind of works out really well uh, with uh, with myself and Anne um, because uh, she is uh, more maltier and I'm more hoppier, and so we kind of meet in the middle to uh, to produce some uh, some great stuff, some great beer. And, um, and, but it's really the family um, aspect that's uh, quite awesome to me because um, uh, I don't think anybody else could ask for any more um, than what we have. Um, and sometimes, you know, we're, we're in each other like pretty hard and, um, and, and all the thing, but it, that's, that's kind of just working with other people you know, and that happens, right? Or family, family members. Yeah, it's so, For yes, real. mainly family. All the bickering. Yeah. All the bickering. But, um, you know, so we're scaling up some great stuff. We have some stuff, uh, uh, some great beer that's coming down the line, um, uh, the double IPA. That will be happening soon. 
um, and looking forward to, you know, uh, uh, pushing out uh, a, a session IPA. Um, this will be uh, something, you know, more toward uh, summertime. And, um, you know, just really kind of um, uh, pushing out a lot of good beers um, that are kind of um, out of the way um, that, you know, we typically haven't been uh, doing um, as far as that goes. Right. And um, so, um, you know, transitioning and, 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 and moving through those beers um, uh, through uh, the seasons. Um, and I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, very happy with the folks that I work with. I love all of you very, very much. You can say with the exception of Brian, if you want. <laughs> In fact, Brian doesn't get to answer this I, question. You know, no. Thank <laughs> God. Because if I said the with the exception of Brian, that would be a lie. Um, because Brian's one of my favorites, too. This is, this is the beer talking, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. That's some truth talking. So That's some truth. of which, last but not least, we do have Brian. Talk to us about what it is that you enjoy about working with Savannah versus Brewery. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's kind of repetitive, but kind of not, um, because it's the same answer that everybody else has said, the people, the family. Um, and you're in the, you're the marketing person, Yes, right? so that, that's okay. kind of where mine changes a little bit, because the lo- lucky part about my job is not only have I built relationships here at in the brewery, but I'm on the road three weeks out of four every month. Um, so I've, it's nice going places and actually building relationships outside of town and whatnot. So you're, you're spreading the good word about this brewery. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not just that, like the biggest part about my job is not necessarily selling the beer. It's building the relationship with accounts. Like there, there are accounts in Savannah where I can walk in and I know, uh, the manager's kid just played a baseball game the previous weekend. So I can go in and actually start talking to them about their family. I know their family. I've either ate, ate or drank before during events or when they've, when I've been out at 2am working an event and you know, the GM's wife comes up just to grab some food or something. And we've sat and talked, um, our distributor reps. I have people that I've worked with that go skiing with me every year now. So it's, I've built relationships outside of this place. I've built relationships inside this place. Um, and as Adam said, sometimes, yes, we, we do get on one another. Uh, you should hear the fights Mike and I have where they are literally, anytime there's a new hire, think that either Mike or I are going to quit. And then five minutes later, we're sitting at the bar laughing, drinking a beer. So <laughs> it, it's worked for two, two almost three years. Um, we, we do get after each other. Um, but I think it's just because we all want this to be successful. And as Mike said, uh, make this a profitable business where we can all live a good life. And I think the only times we actually get frustrated truly is when we are concerned that something's not going the right direction that would make it so that way we can't live the life we all want for one another. So we all just, we want to be family and we want to be here 20 years from now. And we want our kids to take over this business and just grow. Okay. So we have one more question. We ask this question to all of our guests. This is my favorite question. This is this is the 
This is the classic, the drop disgusted, the DD classic. Yeah, this is where our hashtag. Everybody answer your question. Hashtag drop the diss. That was we nice, right? That, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we practiced. Yeah, we looked at each other's eyes. He's still sitting in the background, shaking his head. The mic is already at Brian. Yeah, so, so we'll start I, with Brian I feel this time. Like we start with Brian yeah. and with Mike. Yeah. Uh, the question is, and I'm not going to ask each and every one of y'all because you're going to know it after you're going to know it, it. But what does dropping the disc from Disgusta, you know, what does dropping the disc from Augusta mean to you and it personally? Can, personally, personally, what does it mean to you personally? So, I, I think I fully agree with Mike's what Mike actually already said earlier is breweries bring new business breweries bring other breweries and you feed off each other you grow you revitalize it's it is a it's been proven time and time again when breweries start popping up new breweries pop up then you got brewery tours pop up then you just got uh, like uh ann and i were at monday night garage this past weekend Mm -hmm. uh for a brewer's class and we went in there and Monday night's garage, we were talking to the owner, and the owner had talked about how everybody said they were stupid for opening up a brewery in this part of town. And now Wild Heaven Brewing has an outlet in that market. Two food restaurants have popped up. All in the it, same, like, strip mall, yeah. basically. So it, it's just proven that where breweries are, new businesses pop up. And it revitalizes areas. So, and that that's one thing that we're kind of hoping. Even though we are in the light industrial district, we are hoping new businesses start popping up, more breweries, and then kind of just the entire area becomes a little more beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, y'all set up a brewery in a empty warehouse that wasn't being used. There's one example right there. Yeah. So it means bringing bringing business to Augusta. What it means to me, uh, dropping the diss from Disgusta, is um, dropping the attitude that Augusta doesn't have uh, lots of things to offer. And so you, you, you may not be a person that wants to play disc golf, but, um, but maybe you are, and you don't even know it, right? And so we have uh, multiple courses here. Um, I mean, we're essentially a capital for disc golf. Um, we had the Collegiate National Championship last year, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we did. We Shout have out. we have in the CSRA, um, Edgefield County. You know, um, we have uh, Sumter National Forest, Fats Trail System, Fats. which is a wonderful trail system for loads of people to go and run, walk, bike, bike. No, I don't want to go in yours. because I mean I'm a biker, so that's. That's one of my things, right? So there's a lot to go on here, right? Uh, we also have a, a lot of great restaurants and a lot of great bars um, and a lot of great beer and mm. uh, loads and loads of things to offer that aren't disgusting, right? And so I, I've, I've long uh, been a proponent of Augusta. You have folks like uh, Coco Rubio, that have had um, uh, local establishments like the Soul Bar and Jason Rubio, the Soul Bar. You've had Matt Flynn um, with uh, Nacho Mamas and Stillwater. Um, Still the LSU and, National Championship. Yeah, and Barry Allen as well. And, 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 and a lot of these folks that, that have been a part of um, these wonderful establishments. And, and also, you know, uh, things have kind of gone uh, the way, but, you know, 
you had uh, folks that were trying to do it up with places like the Sky City, and uh, I played there numerous times and um, numerous shows, and it was great. You know, so you're a local like Dustin. I am. Where do you go to high school? I was homeschooled. What? Yeah. But that being said, you grew up <laughs> with the Disgusta yes. nickname. I did. Yeah, truly. Um, and um, where everybody fled, I stayed. Mm. And uh, when everybody was like, getting, getting the hell out of this town, I stayed. You know? And um, I'm not saying that I'm a great person for doing so or anything like that. But I, but I, I did see potential here, mm. and um, wanted to be a part of that potential, and 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 watch it, uh, that potential expand, and become great, and um, and so we're we're on the cusp of that. Actually, we're 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 beyond the cusp of that. We are moving into that. We are uh, becoming a city that is becoming a um, a place to go for a lot of people. Yeah. Absolutely. When we weren't before. Right. And that is brilliant. We were for seven days out of the week. And now we are. Seven days out of the year? <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, Fantasy Swamp speaking. Uh, we were seven days out of the year. And now we are 365. We are. Awesome. And uh, we're making it happen, actually. Aren't we? All together? Heck yeah, we are. Because if it weren't us all together doing the thing, then Augusta would be disgusted. But it is no longer because we're moving forward. And we're we're building upon all of these, like, ideals that were there before we were even working with it, right? Right. And, and, and the folks that are like, you know, uh, Kinlaws and... and, uh, and, and uh, Jason and uh, and and um, all all the Rubios um, just working with downtown to make it happen. Um, I, I think it's brilliant. There's 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 nothing that could really uh, work um, outside of it. Actually, truly, there isn't uh, because they were the ones that were doing this in the early '90s, right. um, and here we are. What's the year? 2019. 2019. Almost Thanks. 2020. Thank you. <sighs> Right on. That's what I'm talking about. Well, thank you. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> what about you, Ann? Ann. Uh, dropping Disgusta. Uh, if, if there's something you don't like, then do something to change it. There's tons of stuff to actually go do. That's the biggest complaint I hear from people is, oh, there's nothing to do in Augusta. There's plenty of things to do in Augusta. There's a baseball team right across the river. They used to be here in actual Augusta. We have a gorgeous river. We have a gorgeous lake. There's tons of stuff to go do, so get out and go do it. Great beer to drink. Great beer. Um, There's a local distillery as well. If beer is not your thing, then go visit Second City. It's right there. Try the mojitos. There's, there's a bunch of great local restaurants. You don't have to go to a chain. Augusta has a bunch of chains, but there's a bunch of really great locally owned restaurants. Yeah. Um, we have the Augusta Symphony. Uh, there's, there's things to go do. Go do them. 
There's there's a huge Halloween event this uh, Saturday night at the Miller. There's, there's a, a free concert coming up too, right? Yeah, uh, Tuesday this Tuesday Blanco Brown is coming, the Get Up guy at He's Country Club at the new the country new club. second country yeah. club. Le Chat Noir is always oh Le Chat Noir every first Friday Abby they have they have yes. the uh, um, they have Schrodinger's Cats yeah. the improv nights incredible and, and making calls for actors yes and, and so why don't you get up off of your seat and go see if you are an actor right oh because you can do this I think I'm an actor I think I should be an actor. <laughs> I think no. you'd have to drink every time you got on stage. I think they do that at the little shed. <laughs> Honestly. They do I've been to improv nights. It's nice. There's also Vegas Showgirls. So back to Ann. <laughs> so back to Which Anne. won't be downtown for us. <laughs> yeah, for the next two months, everybody. <laughs> Go now. They have discounts. Probably. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> mark, mark my words. There will be a resurgence in music here in the next year or two. Us. Mark my words. Actually, there is a uh, there's a rumor that there is a podcast going around about having local artists slash, you know, maybe cover bands and big music people on. It's I think it's called Encore Augusta. Uh, it's it's starting good. soon. It's, it's starting, starting soon. soon. I'm, so I'm excited. Of which right Rico Studios, uh, which Rico is one of our sponsors. Yes. He takes our videos. He takes our pictures. Without him, we would not be the models we are today. Yes, he's next door to Amplified Events. He's right next know. door. We record in his office Upstairs, sometimes. Upstairs, 11th, 10th. And, and he is actually starting a recording studio, I believe, pretty soon for local bands that produce original music. So if anybody is interested in being a part of that, you should contact Wico. Uh, I'm going to fit that in probably somewhere before this. Actually, uh, I wanted to take the opportunity since to Since you say out. that now, he is working currently working on a original intro music for this for, us. for this podcast yeah for us which is awesome coming right. and so on that topic uh mike we're gonna go ahead and stop the bleeding as quickly as we possibly can we're gonna go to you and we're gonna let you talk about what dropping the this means to you hopefully try to do something first <laughs> so the real question is what the hell am i gonna say after they said all those things mm. you can copy them i can so can I just say ditto? No. <laughs> That's not, not actually that, copying. Are you not sure it doesn't work? You have yeah. to actually say their words. A copy and paste would not words. say ditto. Yeah, say that their seems words excessive. Back. Yeah. That seems a little excessive. We can well, cut you out 100% yeah, if you want to say I mean, that'd be great. No, you know what? All right, so we moved down here from D.C., right? And one what? thing... You and your wife? My, what my wife and I moved down here from D.C. in... Uh, December of 2016. No, okay. January. 15, 15. January 2016. Okay, there you go. January yeah. 2016. Um, Just so our listeners at home know what date. So one of the things that we noticed specifically coming from a very diverse area like D.C. is that we wanted more, like, ethnic food. <laughs> yeah. That was our okay. thing, you know? Like, we wanted some really good ethnic food. And honestly, like... One of the things that's the most surprising is that it's here. It just kind of feels like it's a little hidden. Hidden mm. uh, so gems. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you have to do some work to really find what you're looking for. Um, 
like, yeah, I think it was three weeks ago, about a month ago, our friends took us to this place called Kinja. Mm, uh, yeah. And they had ramen, and it wasn't on the normal menu. It was, like, on this, like, picture on the wall. You had to order it that way, and it was... <laughs> It was literally some of the best ramen I've had. Uh, it was phenomenal, but it's kind of surprising to find it here after living here for so long. Because all you see is the the chain stuff. You don't necessarily see what really is Augusta and local Augustans making awesome food and right. or, you know, crafts. So it's, it's pretty cool when you see stuff like that. So I guess drop disgust, that means for me finding the hidden gems that are already here you just have to work to find them well done i like that i know you didn't want to do that but thank honestly you for doing it. Well, that's, I, I started that didn't even think it was gonna happen that's what that's all i'm saying my that's how much you hate disgusta no fight. i do not hate oh wait yes i do hate disgusta i do not hate augusta you gotta <laughs> clarify that i be specific so on that note thank you to the savannah river brewing company thank you guys for coming thank you guys for all sponsoring so many of our shows. thank you no, thank, oh, no you. thank you no thank you for all the beer <laughs> so mike and adam <laughs> brian <laughs> and thank you to weco studios we said her name come on we said her name and thank you to weco studios for making this event possible thanks weco thanks weco